Hi everyone, Daniel Ramsey here, the CEO of My Outdesk and the host of Scale the Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to having conversations that unlock the exact formula and strategies multi-million and billion dollar companies use to scale their business. You can visit me on our website at scalethepodcast.com or listen to this podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Today, we have Dan Smith on the show. He is the operations manager for Modern Lending, and we break down exactly what an in-house processor should do versus a virtual assistant. And he goes into massive detail and he scaled his business over the last two years from zero virtual assistants to six, and he drops a lot of good nuggets. So we're here chatting about mortgage and mm -hmm. virtual assistant. And I'm curious, like, how's your experience been? Anything we can do to serve you? How, how are you using our people? Like yeah. all of the good stuff, you know? Yeah, um, it's been uh, it's been good, right? Um, we put a lot of time into it. Uh, I don't. I think we had a pretty good expectation of like, uh, hey, this is ground. Yeah, they're virtual assistants, but they don't. They're not going to know anything, right? So we got to right. take from like basically like, here's where we live. I took like a map, right? I was like, so you know, I was like, where do you guys live? And I was like, here's where we live, right? And then I was like, hey, this this part of California is broken up into these counties, right? These sections and these are, and that's kind of where we started. And then, and, and just kind of walk them through and, and, and put together kind of a program of like, all right, how do we get these people up to speed to just know like terminology and, and the process itself, right? Before you can do anything to help us, like you got to know kind of what's going on. So that was a big part of that. We started like, and even for the first probably like couple months, it was during the pandemic. So it was probably a good thing that like I was at home. And so nobody was really bugging me. So I got to spend a couple hours every day walking them through. We did like payment scenarios. This is, you know, how loans work, you know, and then you, that builds on itself. So this is how more, you know, the mortgage itself works. And this is the interest rate and all these different, you know, property taxes, homeowners. So they got this kind of good sense of how it works. And then we put them into like data entry things into our loan operating system. And then we started having them order third-party items, title and escrow, you know, so we slowly built them up and then they've been great. I think we've only had, I think we're like six for seven or something like that of people that we've kept or, or five for six or something like that. We've only had to let go one person. So, um, who couldn't get up to speed. So they've been doing great. Um, the, before you, before you go, and I hate to interrupt, but I have to ask, why did you choose to spend all that time like walking somebody through what a mortgage is, how to use your systems? You know, I mean, a map, I mean, it sounds simple to you and me because we've been in the world, we, we understand, but so, uh, another LO or another mortgage company could come in and be like, what do you mean I got to train them? Like, what yeah. would you say to them? So, so one, you got to expect that they don't, they don't know anything, right? Just like anybody else that you hire off the street, right? It's like, they don't know anything. And so you can create a checklist and some people are pretty good at this, um, of like, and, and ultimately we can do better at this too. Is like, you put them in the system and the system doesn't allow them to fail. Like they have to, they can go one, two, three, four, five. They can't go one to three. They can, won't let them. Right. Well, our systems weren't set up that way or not. Uh, they weren't uh, haven't been evolved enough. Right. We just we are we're like two years old. Right. Year and a half. Uh, the company's pretty young. So um, 
we just had to do it that way for that reason, right? Because there were no safeguards. So you had to teach them properly. And the second part is if somebody knows why they're doing something and why it's important for the next person down the road who grabs the, the file or the potential dangers, then they're going to typically be better at, at doing that type of stuff, right? Well, you can't know that stuff, right? You can't be like, well, this is important because the underwriter needs to see them like, what's an underwriter? You know, they're like, well, how, how does that work? You know, and so then you got to go like, well, the underwriter is a person who approves the loan. And they're like, well, what, when do they get, you know, it's like, yeah, there's actually like a person there that actually says, yes, here's $500,000, right? It's a very important job, you know, like, so um, you, you, you kind of, that's why. And then my, my, my theory had always been like, it, it's, it's always a pain in the butt. It's way harder to do it that way, but you would, you'll, it's been starting to bear fruit now is like, you're gonna reap those rewards long-term and that, that if you explain the why they'll just get better. Whereas if you just tell them do a B and C over and over and over again, it's very easy to get in that days of like after the initial kind of shock of being an employee for the first couple of months where you're really particular about what you're doing, everything just kind of looks the same and every file is the same. And you're just kind of like, in your mind somewhere else where if you're like, no, this is important because Christine, who's the processor on this file is going to need this information in a, a couple of days. And I don't want to let her down. And I don't want, so, so they're trying to build that, you know, that sense of, of important and what they're doing is important and, and, and it helps and it's in, you know, for the, for the overall process. And then ultimately we have a person who's probably making their biggest purchase of their life. Right. Like you're a part of that, you know, and we don't screw up. Like that's, that's why we've gotten to be so good. It's like, when we say we're, we're, they're good. They better be good. Like you can't, you can't mess around with that. Right. And so there's a very real person. Yeah. You may not talk to them or see them, but there's a very real person on the other end of that. And then you don't want to have to have, have them lose a house or an earnest money deposit or have a terrible transaction where they just want to cry at the end. And they it's supposed to be a happy moment when you buy a house, not like, Oh my God, I can't believe that was over. Thank God it's over type of thing. Right. So you yeah. try to instill some of that stuff into them. And again, it all starts like none, none of that works. If I just go, Hey, take this information and put it there and then press this email and send it to that person. And that's all the explanation I give them. It, it, I just don't think it's the right way to do it. So that's kind of what I tell people when they ask about the virtual assistants is like, it's going to take some time, but you get in what you put out or you get out of it, what you put in. And then it's uh, you gotta, yeah. And it is totally doable. It just takes time. You know, what's cool is that you've magically tied purpose in with a very remedial job, meaning, you know, it reminds me of, um, oh, what's that, the Ritz. Have you ever heard that guy, you know, there's a guy that led the operations team at the Ritz. And so how do you get a maid and a guy who cleans a room to, to operate at that level, right? Well, they, they coined it's ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen. And so they, they took something that is like cleaning bathrooms and turned it purposeful. And you've magically done the same thing with our virtual assistants. I'm trying, it, I'm trying to. Yeah. You're trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying yeah, to. you're trying to. So um, do you do that with all of your employees or is it, it, it did you just do it with them? Like, what's the, what's that look like? Yeah. So I try to, and again, it's getting a little bit because we're growing, which is great, but it's getting a little bit more difficult where like, I'm a little less hands-on with some of the people. Right. So I still try to instill that of 
when I'm explaining or when I jump in, I have obviously good, you know, excellent partners too. And Excel who helps me, they, the virtual assistants basically work for Excel now. And so we train them together and I kind of trained them for different things, but she's got that same attitude, right? So we have two kind of two people instilling that of like, look, because I know what it's like to be like in that very repeatable job right and it's super and also i've seen it i've seen people kind of crumble where you're like dude you were fine three months ago what happened you're like oh because you don't every time you copy or yeah it's maybe like um doesn't seem important but like you got like there's it's part of the process there's somebody on the other end that that's going to affect and 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 so we try to obviously teach that with our people now and again Excel has been done a good job of, of like we've escalated that to like this is how you get promoted this is how you do the next thing right yeah I know like doing data entry on a file seems boring but if you can't do that how am how am I going to let you in charge of borrower docs to like check to see if they're going to like you know if they can qualify or calculate income correctly you know right. so kind of trying to play it to these things that are like hey there's bigger and better things and yeah this sucks and like maybe it's not the you know the most glamorous thing out there but if I need somebody to, to, to do something more important, the person who can do this is the person I'm going to choose, you know, like that's how that's going to work. And so, right. um, we haven't got that far with the virtual assistants yet, but that's kind of where we're going is like, we're, as they get better, we're going to take the best ones and terms like, Hey, we're going to turn them into processors. Like, hey, we're going to need right. more we might as well get somebody who we know who's, who's intelligent and, and, and knows what they're doing. And then we'll, teach them more stuff and then they'll have a you know good foundation and just kind of kind of yeah. how we've been doing it it's cool that you guys have grown so rapidly you started with two in early 2020 and now you're at six what what made you decide to grow the team and what about my outdesk and the virtual assistants made you take that leap yeah we did um and i guess kind of like a good thing is like we've had no issues with my outdesk like my by itself as a company right so like time pay um anything i've asked of them to get like we uh we got monitors and new computers that like i no problem i've had zero problems like one of that's one of those good things where like i don't have anything to say on that from because there's been no issues for me with the company itself right you know obviously the employees or the the contractors whatever you want to call them like that's just growing pain type stuff. But like the, as far as whatever they we've needed from the company, we've been able to, to get and also get to our people, which has been fantastic. So I think Christian's our rep. He's, he's, does yep. really, he's, he's great. Um, so yeah, on that front, and then that's a number one, probably the number one reason it was just like, Hey, I want to hire two more people. Cool. And like, they handle all that. And they're like, Wednesday at five. I was like, perfect. The less I have to think about it, you just let me know where to go. I'll ask the questions. Good. Ask for disc profiles on everybody. They get them to me like within less than 24 hours. Um, so it's been, all that stuff's been excellent. Um, the, the expansion was is basically cause it worked like, you know, it was a, you know, you find, we've probably been a little lucky too. Cause I know we've hired people too. And like, we've, we've had a, good people come to us. Right. And so, um, we keep them, you know, we, we, we took advantage of that and kept them. And then, um, so yeah, we, we, we we're growing and they, you know, it's been a good experience overall. So we're like, all right, let's just keep, we'll just keep hiring people to handle these jobs. And like I said, 
um, right now is we'll keep doing it as well. Again, kind of my next goal is to take one person that we currently have and put them into like a, a more almost like junior processor, but like a higher end type of role. Right. And, and we're going to figure out how, how we're going to possibly do that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good. You, well, so for people who are considering this other companies, mortgage companies, loan officers, what part of the process is virtual in your mind now that you've been doing this almost two years and what part stays with the processor, the person who's got, you know, five, 10 years experience, knows underwriting, maybe has a license. What part stays virtual? What part stays in-house? So the communication with the client stays in-house. Communication okay. with the third-party vendors is virtual. So title, escrow, appraisals, um, you know, uh, verification of employment, talking to, to, you know, that type of stuff, right? So basically anything that doesn't have to do with contacting the borrower, that's kind of like processing, right? And the loan officers, and that, um, yeah, so that's how we split that right now, right? Now, again, if you have someone who speaks good English and has been a part of the team, there's no reason why you couldn't bring somebody over to that side, right? But that's where, that's very much in any good loan officer, like that's very protected, right? That relationship with the borrower, right. with the client, those are the person who's going to give you the reviews. They're going to be the one who refers you to their family and friends. Right, right. That's so that's how that's how we're we have it now. Whereas like if they make a mistake with an employer and they um obviously they're never like mean or anything, but they make a mistake, it's like okay, no big deal, right? Like we don't care right. about the employer, we care about the employee, right? That we're helping. And so um, so yeah, that's kind of how we we've split that. And um, yeah, like I said, it seemed to be working. And and um when it comes to gathering documents, because you know, doing a loan now is almost like uh writing. Wow. Bible. It's like a checklist <laughs> of a thousand different things, right? Uh, it's crazy. Um, do are the virtual assistants in there just gathering all the, you know, the title work, the W twos? Like they're gathering all of the documents, and so they're free to go gather everything, or so they gather all third party docs. So title documents, escrow documents, um, appraisal, like appraisal, uh, any sort of verification of employment stuff. All that stuff they're handling throw it into our loan operating system, forward it to the processor, and then they go here. It's Personal better. borrower documents are handled by loan officers and processors. And yeah, and that, again, that's the same thing too. Tight, comfortable with the borrower, you know, that you know, you want to make them feel nice and warm and happy inside so that they don't feel like they're losing their information to people. Um, and it's, it stays very much in a tight knit, you know, kind of as much as like a little family atmosphere, like, Hey, these are my, these people are on my team. Right. And so right. it's, what do you think you've saved having a blended model where you have an in-house processor supported by a couple of virtual assistants? Like what, what do you think has dropped to your bottom line because of that model? So it's probably at least, I mean, for those like six, six people, it's probably half at least 50% savings, right? Minimum, right? Cause if you're looking, cause I think they make, I have to look. I don't even know. We do give them a bunch of overtime too, which is that I'm sure they love. But um, but that's kind of a benefit, right? Like I don't monitor them at all. Like it's it's they are crushing it, so it's okay. But initially, I think they were making like seventeen hundred bucks a month, right? So you're talking about yeah, minimum fifty, if not four grand is what thirty six or uh, four grand is what forty eight, and so what is that? 50 to 60% savings just bought like right off the top savings wise. Um, 
and all that money drops to your bottom line, the difference in, in the cost is just profit for you. That doesn't include, like, if you look at it from like turnover aspect, right? Time. Um, like, we, again, I'm proud of luck, right? But we got six of seven. We hired seven people, we still have six. And we hired four and kept two people in house. So, technically, by percentage wise, like we're cru that's crushing it. So, um, <laughs> so, um, you know, if you, you know, obviously the, the data is probably not there to make an absolute conclusion, but you, you, you can look at that as well. And, and again, not to get too much into that, but like they're like, I mean, they're awesome. Like they're, they're super grateful for work and they, they, you know, I was, I was like, you guys, you guys are crushing it. You guys are earning it. You don't have to thank me for anything. Right. Like that's, you guys right. are great. You know, there's a part of that too. That's like some attitude issues, right. Just with the culture, I guess, um, you know, they're super thankful. They're awesome. And, and whereas like sometimes you'll hire people and anybody just, just like with them. And again, we've had a really good experience. So, uh, can't complain too much, but like anybody can fool you uh, for 30 minutes on an interview or an hour in an interview, and then you get them in here, and it's like, whoa, what happened to that person that I met, you know, a week ago? Yeah, totally. Right? So, totally. So we haven't had to deal with any of that, and which is great. Cool, man. Well, it's an honor to meet you. Yeah, thank you very much.